Welcome to the Virginia Economic Review Podcast. This is Jason L. Kuby, Interim CEO of the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Our guest today is John Newby, CEO of Virginia Bio, the nonprofit statewide trade association that serves and promotes the life sciences industry in the Commonwealth. John, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. Let's start with kind of an overview of Virginia Bio. Can you just tell us a little bit about the organization, its mission, and its activities? We are the trade association for the life science industry here in Virginia. We're in our 30th year of service to the industry and the Commonwealth with 270 members from startups, strategics, research institutions, and all other organizations that support life sciences. Our vision for what we do is we want to foster a life science ecosystem recognized nationally for its innovation, commercial success, and contributions to improved health for all. And our mission is to promote innovation and growth through strengthened networks, advocacy, capital investment, talent attraction, development and retention, and advancing the next generation of leaders. How we do that, we provide education for our young companies. We provide partnership opportunities for our young companies and opportunities for our strategic to connect with these startups here in Virginia. We provide information and knowledge about how to obtain funding to fund these very challenging kinds of companies. As you know firsthand, life science companies can take 15, 20 years before you get to the end of the cycle to a successful exit. So there's lots of funding requirements for that. We provide advocacy for the industry. We are the voice of the life science industry in Virginia with advocacy before federal and state policymakers. And finally, not unlike any other 501c6, we provide events to spur collaboration and bring people together and to educate on what we do here in the life science industry in Virginia. Can you talk a little bit more about the main priorities of Virginia Bio and the ways that you're supporting the life sciences industry in Virginia? One main priority, which is uh, pretty central to what we do and who we are, is to provide support to who are the majority of our corporate members, small startups, supporting startups. Over 70% of our member companies are these small startup companies, and that's the majority of the industry nationwide. These companies have a lot of challenges, not just the science, which of course is a challenge unto itself, but the funding, working with the FDA to meet those hurdles successfully. So that's a major goal that we have at Virginia Bio, a real focus effort to help our small companies who will eventually become either medium-sized companies or even be acquired by larger companies. That's usually the life cycle of these companies. We also aim to promote life science and business-friendly policies at state and federal levels. Most recently, it's included advocating to the state to increase funding for the Catalyst Grant that we have here in Virginia that supports partnerships between private sector industries and research universities to spin out technologies. It also includes advocating and educating legislators with respect to policies that are constantly being suggested for the industry, such as the current discussions around prescription drug pricing, also discussions around right to repair in the manufacturing space, all things that could either positively help or negatively affect the biotech industry's ability to grow and expand here in Virginia. Another major goal is what we're trying to do with a new recent North Virginia grant that we received is to strengthen the ecosystem by connecting the ecosystem more tangibly under a program that we call Virginia BioConnect. And I hope I get a moment to, to speak about that. 
Let's dive into Virginia BioConnect. I know it's a statewide industry hub that was recently announced. Tell us about the vision for this initiative. We think will be a game changer for how we stitch together the ecosystem here in Virginia. We received a growth and opportunity fund grant from the Commonwealth of Virginia, $3.2 million grant back in December of 2020. And the goal for this grant and the desired outcome is to more strongly stitch together our entire ecosystem. Virginia is comprised of many, many individual regions that have their own unique biotech and bioscience focuses. And for the most part, we know who they are and we talk to each other, but we're not really tied together very tightly. The vision is a more integrated ecosystem statewide, sharing events, sharing job opportunities, sharing best practices. We have three stated aims for Virginia BioConnect. Aim number one is to strengthen the life science industry generally. We're going to do that by providing a brand new website or portal, if you will, for that best practice sharing, information sharing, job opportunity sharing, one single resource where everyone can go and get that information. And also, to strengthen the life science industry, we need to do better about telling our story, brand awareness, if you will. And that's what we're doing, thanks to you and your team there at VDP, really getting the word out about what we're doing. VDP recently, just a handful of months ago, put out the life science brochure that was updated and really nice product. So all that goes under aim one, strengthening our life science industry by letting people know what's happening. Our second aim is to develop and attract a diverse workforce. We have a very high need for highly talented, highly trained, highly skilled individuals. The average salary in this space in Virginia in life sciences is about $80,000, $85,000, which is fairly high compared with other industries, but it's because of the particular skills that are needed. We're going to have an internship program to help the pipeline. 100 interns are going to be hired over this next summer to our biotech companies with funding from Go Virginia. We're also putting together a young professionals network to really create, if you will, a virtual water cooler effect, letting people know what's happening in Virginia, where the jobs are, where the opportunities are, to convince people not just to stay in Virginia, but also to attract other people to Virginia. The third aim of Virginia BioConnect is to accelerate commercialization, and we're doing that by hiring life science mentors or entrepreneurs and residents, as most people will know them, to be available virtually across the entire state for our small companies. You've had a very interesting career with a wide range of, of experiences. You're a graduate of the United States Air Force Academy, and you served our country with distinction as an Air Force officer. You've practiced law. You were the commissioner of the Virginia Department of Veterans Services, and now, of course, you lead Virginia Bio. You could spend a minute talking about how those different experiences have prepared you to lead Virginia Bio at a time when the life sciences are really in the spotlight. Virginia's biotech industry has for years been a sleeping giant waiting to blossom. My arrival here was fortuitous. We had great leaders at Virginia Bio before me who, who laid the path and organization for this association. And we had an industry poised for growth. I think my military and state government leadership experience, my state government connections and experience with the mechanics of state government, and my knowledge of the industry from my time as a patent lawyer, I did biopharmaceutical work as a patent lawyer for about a decade. I think all those combined really allowed me to step in and truly just help guide the industry on the upward and positive trajectory that it was already on and hopefully will continue to go even higher in partnership with EDP and others. You had been on the job for less than a year when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Can you just talk a bit about how that major upheaval has affected the work that you're doing? I arrived in August 2019. Of course, the pandemic hit just a handful of 
months later, uh, just as I was always getting my sea legs underneath me. Similar to any other association that does what we do or similar things, most obvious direct effects were, you know, we couldn't meet in person anymore. All of our events had to switch to virtual, which we did successfully. The most important thing is it made our work more urgent. We had lots of companies, and we still do, lots of companies doing great things in the fight against the pandemic. And communication became a focus of Virginia Bio over the past 18, 24 months, primarily to let the world know what we're doing. We had great companies involved in testing, vaccine development, therapeutics, diagnostics, even companies who made strategic switches or even tactical changes to moving away from their core competencies to developing PPE to meet those needs. We had to let the world know what we're doing, so we really switched a little bit of focus onto the communications piece to make sure everyone knew what was going on here. Another thing that the pandemic really actually helped us with is advocacy. Prior to the pandemic, if you were not physically in an office of a legislator up in D.C., sometimes communicating with policymakers is a little difficult. The pandemic actually opened up an opportunity for us where we actually were able to have virtual town halls with our congressional delegation, several state legislators throughout the past several months, putting them in direct contact with our members, which is something we hadn't been able to do before. So the pandemic is challenging for a lot of reasons, but it actually really helped us get the word out and actually get more directly connected to our policy makers. The pandemic has really shown a positive light on what we do as a biotech industry, not just in Virginia, but nationwide. It's not really hyperbole to say that as the life science and biotech industry that is saving the world right now, but for the great advancements in vaccines and therapeutics, we would be in a much different place. So the pandemic was challenging here in Virginia as it was everywhere else, but for our industry, it really helped us get the word out and show in a real positive light on the good things that science can do for our people. Well, that really provides a great framing for something else I want to talk about, and that's the pharmaceutical manufacturing cluster that's developing in the Richmond and Petersburg regions, something that has certainly been given greater urgency by the effects of the pandemic. The national interest of securing a manufacturing supply chain for pharmaceuticals here in the United States, including active pharmaceutical ingredients. This cluster in the Richmond and Petersburg region has been a high-profile success for Virginia. What do you think the impact of these companies will be and how the life sciences develop across the Commonwealth. The pandemic has shown a light on America's dependence upon foreign countries for its APIs and for PPE supplies. This new cluster led by Flow and ANPAC and Civica are truly the start of the reshoring of domestic manufacturing capability here in America for pharmaceutical products. It's already positively affected the Virginia ecosystem. It's attracted a couple of startup companies that have already partnered with that team down in Petersburg. And we really anticipate many more companies and related and associated activities to be drawn to Virginia because of what they're doing. Anytime when you get a headline of 300 million plus barter grant with the potential of being upwards of $800 million to start something in America that isn't being done right now, it attracts a lot of attention and everyone benefits from it. Taking a step back on all the activity that's happening here, what do you see as the attributes that make Virginia a strong location for the life sciences companies? Virginia is a partner in a lot of regional partnerships. Biof Capital Region is one. There's a partnership between D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Southeast Life Sciences is a partnership between seven southeastern states. I think the attribute that I've learned over the past couple of years that makes Virginia a strong location for life science activity is, quite frankly, and I'll just say it, we're not Boston. We're not San Francisco. We're not New York. 
we have the assets, but what we don't have is the expense. We have the talent from our universities as far as workforce. We have the research universities that can support companies as they're trying to solve real problems for public health. We have proximity to FDA, NIH, CDC, all the other important agencies that are in this space. We have a lab space and are building more lab space. Maryland is pretty much at capacity for lab space. It's attractive to come to Virginia because A, we have lab space, and B, it's much cheaper than it is even in Maryland and definitely much cheaper than further up north in Massachusetts or in New York. We have a lot of great assets for healthcare IT. I don't need to tell you about the great technological assets in Northern Virginia, Data Alley, the core of the world's internet, that computing power is a huge asset to growing healthcare IT and healthcare AI here in Virginia. And finally, we have the presence of strategics here in Virginia, GSK Consumer Health, Merck, and their plant in Elkton. We have a lot to offer to small companies, to strategics, new companies looking for a place to call home. What we do not have that some people look at as a negative is the density that perhaps a Boston or somewhere else like that has, but I viewed it as a positive, and we can solve that problem through programs like Virginia BioConnect, which is more closely stitching together the ecosystem, so we can jointly find opportunities to pursue together. You mentioned several things that make Virginia a strong location for the life sciences. Are there any things that you would want to add to that that, you know, folks outside Virginia or maybe folks here in Virginia may not know about, little hidden gems or just things that deserve more attention? The most active part of our biotech ecosystem is in the med device space. We have great companies doing great things in the medical device space, Cadence and Stanton, Caretaker Medical in Charlottesville, who provides remote monitoring of vitals which has, of course, increased importance during the pandemic. Ivy watching Newport News, who was in the business of IV filtration, but actually went into the realm of providing PPE in the form of N95 masks. Lots of great medical device companies doing great things. Virginia has a Howard Hughes Medical Institute in Genelia campus up in Ashburn. This is a research campus which basically attracts the world's best scientists and gives them space and time and resources to sit and attack really important science questions, particularly as respect to neuroscience and also with respect to cellular structures. They are kind of a focus on basic research, but lots of money being put into that. That basic research makes its way out into Virginia and into the nation when it comes to neuroscience advancements. So there are lots of hidden things that are happening in Virginia. I could go on and on about some of our companies doing things in diagnostics, some of the great things that have happened in testing over the past couple of years. But, you know, once you start peeling the onion back, you'll see that Virginia, just as you said, Jason, has lots of assets that are currently being stitched together to make a more robust presentation to investors and other companies coming to Virginia. You and I both love visiting communities and the different regions around the Commonwealth. There's so much here to see. It's such a beautiful state with great quality of life. I wonder if there's maybe a favorite place or two that you like to visit or spend time. My family's from Virginia. I have familial ties here, historical ties. I've been back in Virginia since 2020, and I don't think I'm going anywhere anytime soon. I really love this commonwealth. Particularly in my last job, I've had 40 locations across the state that took me from Wise to Bristol and all the way over to Accomack on the Eastern Shore. But, you know, one place I've fallen in love with, I truly adore Stanton. It's a nice little college town. It's got the Stonewall Jackson Hotel, which is now Hotel 24 South. That's right next door to the American Shakespeare Center. They're the world's only full-scale recreation of Shakespeare Globe Theater. I know it's not the beach, it's not the mountains, it's not the things you typically hear, but that's my spot. 
such a pleasure to catch up with you today. Thanks for sharing the story of Virginia Bio and the exciting work you're doing to advance the life sciences sector in Virginia. I want to thank VDP for what you're doing and the leadership position you've taken on this. And without your work, we just cannot be where we are. And without your help, we cannot continue to advance. This podcast has been brought to you by the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Thanks for listening.